do you want to do the pot the introduction to the podcast? I do not know. Okay. I feel like you're so good at it already. So no, don't fix it's not broken. Welcome to Conversation on Tap, a new podcast that seeks to promote intelligent dialogue in an age of echo chambers and self-segregation. Pull up a stool, pour a glass of tasty beer, and join us each week as we talk about all the topics that you were told not to discuss in polite company. My name is Jose. And my name is Jesse. That's right, Jesse, my brother. My brother from the same mother. <laughs> this week, we are going to discuss comic books. This is our second go-round discussing comic books. Mm-hmm. But first, let's talk about what we have on tap. I am drinking some delicious Figaro Mountain Brewing Company Mosaic. It's a pale ale. Ooh. Yes. Don't know what that is. No, me either. <laughs> I am not the beer connoisseur. Mm-hmm. I just drink it. Joel is the one who knows everything. But I would love to at some point get the Fig Mountain Brew people on the podcast because they gave me their email address and their phone numbers and said to contact them and they would love to be on the show. Oh. So I'm like, hey, yeah. Get a sponsor that do something. Yeah, gotta make that sponsor money. Mm-hmm. Get a better microphone. Yeah, yeah, there you some go. Some new uh, equipment. You gotta, then you'll get headphones. Yeah, yeah. Everyone gets their own individual mic. That's what I want. Everyone to have their own mic. That's the dream. Yeah, magic mic. Everyone gets their own magic mic. Yikes. <laughs> so anyway, what are you drinking? Uh, a original New York seltzer, black cherry soda. Ooh. Yeah, Christina offered it to me, and I said yes. My wife. My wife is standing about... Ten feet away from us, making dinner, trying to be quiet. <laughs> I just love it. My, my wife is, like, in the kitchen making dinner. She's not barefoot. She's wearing Crocs. Well, because anyway. Jose forces her to make dinner while she's pregnant. Well, usually I say... He has her in a headlock right now. You can't see it. Yeah. I'm, my arms are really strong. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's not true, Jesse. You don't spread lies. And now for the segment of our show that we call Fred Talks. In this segment of our show, Jesse and I will each share one thing that we are passionate about for two minutes, though we tend to be a bit long-winded, so that isn't a strict time limit. This week, Jesse, you're going to discuss... Okay, so I'm going to discuss physical media dying out. Oh. Yes, so I have recently become very into collecting physical media in movies. So I love collecting Blu-rays. Just because it's... And 4K. 4K Ultra HD Blu-rays. I just love to have a wide variety of movies to watch. And just kind of go over my little shelf that I have that my fiancé bought for me. And just look at all my movies and figure out what I want to watch for the night or watch for the day. But stores are slowly dwindling their physical media sections. Yes. To make room for other items, you know. The real money makers, TVs, laptops, you know, Best Buy sells um, washers, dryers, refrigerators, stuff like that. Thankfully, our Best Buy doesn't suck yet. Yet. But it's getting smaller and smaller as time goes on. Target has never been the best for buying physical media from. But it's worse now. It is absolutely horrendous now. I hate going to Target to go buy movies. I love Target. Mm -hmm. I love to go in there. But to go buy a movie, not my number one choice anymore. 
Yeah. But the reason why I'm talking about this is because everyone wants to stream now. Yeah. Everyone wants to buy digitally, have their digital libraries, because it's just, it's convenient. I'll admit it. It takes up less space and all that stuff. Yeah. But Apple recently uh, was having a little bit of fiasco. People had movies in their libraries that they had purchased years ago, and then people would go into their libraries to go watch said movie. And it's gone. You know, and people are like, well, you know, what's going on here? And so after some back and forth, people are finding out from Apple that, sure, you bought this movie digitally. Right. But now Apple no longer has the rights to said movie. Oh. And so they can just delete it and take it away from you with no warnings at all. What? And Apple is saying, well, you know this because you signed a terms and agreement when you signed up with us. And we all read those. Yeah. I, word for word, I read them up yeah. and down the page. And riveting. Yes, yes. And they, uh, their reasoning behind it as well, it was available in America because it's a foreign movie. Mm-hmm. Now it is no longer available in America and it's only available in Germany or Japan, wherever the movie is released wow. from. And that's where I come in and I go, no one's deleting my movies because <laughs> yeah. they're in my house. Mm-hmm. So take that away from me. Pry them from my cold, dead hands. Yes, yes, my stacks. Also, if you collect movies and you put them in like those little binders, it hurts, we do. It, it hurts my soul. Which we, we do that. Dude, it hurts my soul. We have three of those. No, it hurts my soul. CDs, totally cool because you pack them in your car. Yeah. Millions of CDs, awesome. Movies, it hurts my little soul. Why? Because I feel like they should be displayed. They should be out there. On display. Yes, on display. It's kind of like a mini blockbuster. That's funny. That I hope Carol Danvers falls through one day. She will. She will. So, yeah, we, I went to Target the other night to look for movies, and their selection was total crap. It's like one wall. Yeah. But I'm like, I mean, if you look at my DVD case, I mean, I don't have that many on display because most of them are in, like, one of those cases. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I think there's something cool to stand back and just look at all the yeah. DVDs. That's cool. But you're right. Streaming is very popular. Are you looking forward to Disney's streaming service? I am. Yeah, uh, hopefully it is a good service and it can rival something like Netflix. I just saw a stat the other day that says out of the top 100 rated movies in the world, Netflix only has 12 or some really low number. So it's a lot of really good quality movies that you watch and then there's nothing else to watch. I might jump ship. I might abandon Netflix and go to Disney because they'll have all the Disney films, the whole collection. Yep. And then they'll have all the Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. and they'll have all the Marvel movies. They will, and then on top of that, um, I know yourself. You're not a big sports fan, no, but I am. You are. Disney owns ESPN, mm-hmm. and from what I've heard, with and they own Hulu, right? So I've heard that when they get this streaming uh, service, that they're going to do like a bundle package. Here's all your sports. Here's Hulu for anything non-Disney related. Yeah. Here's Disney, Star Wars, Marvel as one package. I'm just going to throw out a random price for 100 bucks a month. I'm sure it'd be cheaper than that's, that. But yeah. That's cable cutting. That would make me not want to have cable anymore. That would make me get rid of Netflix. It could be a game changer. I think it'll be a game changer, but they'll also have Hulu to put movies like Deadpool. Yes. So those those movies that aren't family friendly, they'll release to Hulu or... And they don't have to throw on the Disney stamp of approval and I can just throw on a, a Hulu stamp. Right. So Deadpool 3, look forward to it on Hulu Yes. in like five years. So for my Fred Talk, in keeping with my own podcasting tradition, I was going to ask you, Jesse, what is the smallest country in the world? The smallest country in the world, eh? <sighs> well, you're not asking for the president with the smallest hands. <laughs> so. I don't know. I'm just going to throw out Uruguay. 
I'm just gonna say it because I'm thinking of The Simpsons. <laughs> Look at this country. You are gay. <laughs> no, the smallest country in the world is the Vatican. Oh, that's right. The Vatican is technically a city-state. It has a population of approximately 1,000 people. It's a lot of people in the Vatican. Well, it's it's a lot of people who work there, and the population is overwhelmingly. I think it's like 80% clergy, right? They're people who oh, wow. hierarchy. It's a small city. It's less than a mile. So if you think about New York City's Central Park, mm-hmm. Central Park is roughly the size of the Vatican. Wow. That's a country. And now you're throwing in all those people in that one spot. Yeah. It's also recognized as a city-state, as a country, by 172 sovereign states. Wow. Which is crazy. And it has been um, recognized by the country of Italy. Italy, in I think it was 1929, I'm trying to find the fact here. In 1929, went into um, an agreement with the Vatican to basically say that they're an independent nation. Yeah, 1929 is called the Lateran Treaty. So, mm-hmm. yeah, smallest country in the world is the Vatican, Vatican City. Facts. Facts. You'll face. You took me by surprise. I didn't realize. Okay, so as we move into the main topic of our show here, Jesse and I have a few topics related to comic book movie news. First up, let's talk about Captain Marvel. Have you seen the trailer? I have seen it. I think I've seen it like three times now. Yeah, I've watched it more than that probably. But in my classroom, I have the overhead projector, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like watching a miniature movie in my classroom. I turn oh, the nice. lights out, I put the stereo up on high, and I Is watch it. Is that during it. your prep period? That's during my prep period, my break. Yeah, I just watch it. I'm like, oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> so it, it was it was a good trailer. It gave us a little taste of um, what Brie Larson, who plays Captain Marvel, um, what she'll look like. The different uh, suits that she wears. So she has the blue-green yeah. one and the red-blue-gold one. And even has a scene where she's underwater. And she's rocking the comic book-style helmet. But her you know, her hair is flowing through the top, so it looks like she's rocking a faux hawk mm-hmm. kind of a thing. It's pretty. I'm rocking a faux hawk right now, actually. You are. It's yeah. very nice. No, you're not. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, what are, what are your thoughts after watching that trailer? I'm more excited now than I was at first. Uh, just because I'm not super crazy heavy into the actual form of comic books. You know, I don't have a ton in my garage laying around somewhere. Right. But, you know, now that I'm more into Marvel movies and everyone's like, oh, Captain Marvel's coming in to save the day. I was like, oh, all right, whatever. Then right. I saw this trailer. I've read up on her. I'm definitely way more excited now for her. I think a lot of people kind of are like, eh, let's get to Marvel. Mm-hmm. Who cares? We don't know. I... I honestly never got into her comics, so I don't know that much about her backstory, and I kind of had to do some digging to learn more about her character. Yeah. But I'm excited after this trailer. But I will say, I saw on, I believe it was on Twitter, someone had trolled the trailer and posted something to the effect of, like, she needs to smile more. Oh, yeah. I saw that, too. And then so that same, someone trolled them back and... Put smiling was, faces on Captain America, Iron Man. I think it was Brie Larson. Was it? She trolled him back. So there's this hilarious picture of, yeah, all the characters with smiles on their faces. <laughs> well, no one tells, you know, Iron Man to smile, right? Yeah. No one tells any of those characters Robert to Tandy smile. Robert Downey Jr. needs to really smile more often in his movies. He does. I would like Captain Marvel more if she smiled. Mm. No one likes an unhappy woman. <laughs> right? So basically the premise of the movie is, what, it's set in the 90s? Probably like 1995. Yeah, she smashes right into a blockbuster. Yeah. And... That's how the, that's how the trailer opens. Yeah. 
So I remember growing up, you know, going to Blockbuster, and we would rent movies all the time, and it was total. <laughs> like you'd walk up, like, yeah, let's get the new Terminator movie. And you walk up to the section where it's supposed to be, all rented out, all rented out. Mm-hmm. It's like, Son of a. Can you imagine like turning on Netflix, you know? And it's like, yeah, let's watch Predator. And it's like, I'm sorry, all the Predator movies are streamed yeah. out. Everyone is currently watching this. <laughs> Apologies. Except for you. <laughs> but I will say that when Blockbuster and all those um, movie rental places went down in flames, justifiably, I was there, man, like a vulture. In my storage, I'm assuming <laughs> I have hundreds of like VHS tapes. I was too young to have vultured, unfortunately. Uh, I think I got like I went in there and I spent like multiple dollar bills, and I walked out with like hundreds of movies. It was like buy ten VHSs for a dollar, and I was like sweet. And I went and I just yeah. raided the horror film <laughs> section. So no, somewhere no. I've got tons of horror films on VHS. Hey, they could be worth something now. I had delusions of like converting them over to DVD, but. So anyway, Captain Marvel at the beginning slams through this blockbuster. Yes. And that's how it starts, which was awesome because it sets you right in there. And then, you know, she it shows her and she's a fighter pilot. And it kind of has these scenes where it has flashbacks of her Yeah, like one second she's like a kid. The next one she's training in the military. Mm -hmm. War is a universal language. I know a renegade soldier when I see one. Uh, the next one, she's in space, or then back to the military, then back to being a kid. It's just a lot of jumping around in that time frame. But they're all about her, like, at various points in her life, falling down and getting up. Mm-hmm. So, let me ask you. There's a scene in the movie, though, where it has her upside down, and there's all these, like, electrical impulses, or waves, I guess, going into her brain. Yeah. Memories. I see flashes. What's that about? Is that related to the memories? I do think so, because like you're talking about, there's a bunch of scenes of her falling down and getting back up, and in the trailer, you see her in her fighter jet go up into space, I don't know the technical terms and all this stuff. She goes up there, and it looks like it's a, or is it a Kree ship? Probably, or a scroll, actually. Or a scroll, something, something along those lines. Gets up there, and then it cuts to like whatever the next scene in the trailer is. I think she gets up there, you know, she is abducted by them, mm-hmm. or whatever, and then they kidnap her, pretty much. Yeah. And then they use all that technology to take her memory away from Earth and all of her life, uh-huh. and then they train her to be like this super space soldier. Yeah. And then that's why later on in the trailer she's like, I think I had a life here at one time. I think I had a life here. And it shows flashbacks of her life on Earth. I see. She's now slowly getting... It's like when you are in a horrible car accident and you get amnesia and then you slowly start remembering things. Yeah, That's yeah. happening to her. So I think what happens in that is that she goes up and she, in her plane, maybe she shoots down an enemy plane, because then it shows her on the ground, and it, mm-hmm. the ship blows up. Yes. And so if you follow the comics, or her storyline, you see that she actually ends up getting Cree DNA. So I don't know if that explosion causes her to have Cree DNA, and that's where she gets her powers. Radioactive something. Yeah, or if she's kind of like... Peter Quill, where one of her parents is Cree, something like something to that effect. Here's a random thought: What if, <laughs> what if they abduct Carol Danvers and use her to put her into a scroll, okay. and then put her memories into the scroll? So the scroll thinks she's saying. Carol Danvers, but I can't tell if it's real. And has all these memories and thinks like, I think I was on this planet. I think I used to have a life here. But no, she's actually, so Captain Marvel is actually a scroll. So you're not from around here. It's hard to explain. 
not uh, Carol Danvers. What a twist. Twist. My brother is M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. She Shyamalan was a scroll the whole time. I see scroll people. <laughs> Could be. Could That's be. a good twist. Because, you know, speaking of twists, there's a scene in the trailer where she punches an old lady. Yeah. You know, so the old lady looks over her, smiles, and she gets punched in the face. Mm-hmm. And for people who aren't into comic book movies who are watching this for the first time, they're like, holy sh**, why did some old lady just get punched? She had it coming. Comic, yeah, probably, you know, Betty White looking. Yeah. Lady. But She's abusing her social security. Yes, yes. And she was clearly not sitting in the proper spot. She, that was a wheelchair access spot. True. Just saying. Yeah. She did not look like she was in a wheelchair. No. To comic book fans, though... You, we kind of understand that that's probably not an old lady. That's an alien. I'm assuming she's a scroll. Exactly. So, well, let's take a step back. Taking step back. We should. Who are yes. a scroll? Who are the scrolls? We keep we keep saying these words, Cree and scroll. Who are the scrolls? My understanding is that the scrolls are alien life beings, and they have the ability to shapeshift. Yes. Correct, and they can appear to look like whatever. Um, so anyway, back to the old lady. Yeah. So I think that it's a scroll pretending to be an old lady. Yeah. And she gets punched in the face. But my personal take is that as a sub little plot twist to yeah. all the comic book fans, because I feel like that's a Kevin Feige thing to do. Kevin! Yeah. Is that that's just actually an old lady. And she, you think so? I think it's an actual old lady. And then it's going to do one of those little Marvel, Disney, like, why did you punch that old lady on the bus five minutes ago? I, mean, I like thought a, she was a, scre- a scroll or whatever. Like a cutaway shot? Yeah, exactly. Like she immediately regrets it. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is going to happen. So I heard someone on Twitter, or maybe it was somewhere on the internet, say that the old lady looked like Brie Larson. Hmm. So maybe... I haven't seen that yet. So maybe it's... a Maybe Captain Marvel is a clone or a scroll who goes back to Earth, starts to kind of discover her old life, and bumps into Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. right? But just herself, just Carol Danvers. And Captain Marvel thinks like, oh, this person is trying to impersonate me, and attacks her. Am I getting too... I haven't, I haven't heard that one yet. So basically, that, that was that, I'm sure it's like, that's a very... Off it's, the wall. It's off the wall. I'm sure that's not it at all. People are just speculating because we've got a year of nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know? Absolutely nothing to do until this movie comes out. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to point out was that in the, in the trailer, she... It looks like she's on the Kree home planet, and she ends up um, being part of a group with Captain Marvel, played by Jude Law. Mm-hmm. And if you look at that cast, they look like villains. They're hanging they out do. with, like, Ronan, the accuser, who's played by Lee Pace. So I think Captain Marvel's a bad guy. Okay. And part of this movie. Because without her knowing. And without us as the audience knowing. Right. And if you look, she's hanging out with Digimon Hansu, right? That guy from White Man Can't Jump? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Is that the movie he's in? It could be. I think so. He's one. Of, he's, he plays the basketball guy in one of the movies. <laughs> um, anyway, he also plays one of Ronan's lackeys in the first Guardians movie. Mm. Remember? Because Peter Quill's like... Hey, you know what? There's another name you might know me by. Star-Lord. Who? Star-Lord, man. Legendary outlaw. Right? He is in that group with Captain Marvel. Well, I guess Captain Marvel is in their group. He's in that group. So, uh, and they're, of course, they're hanging out with Lee Pace's Ronan. Yeah. So I'm assuming she's a bad guy, and maybe she doesn't know it. We don't know it. Yeah. I could very possibly see that happening. Definitely. And I don't know what happens. Maybe she changes sides. Realizes she's on the wrong side. Mm Mm-hmm. That's my theory. Bad guy doesn't realize she's a bad guy. I mean, most bad guys don't know they're bad guys, right? Unless you like the Joker. True. He just wants to watch the world burn, as Michael Caine said so eloquently. Some men just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> I wish I was Michael Caine. I know. I wish that every day. 
So anyway, Secret Wars. So the comics, though, um, the Secret Wars, which could be the next phase of Marvel, are when the scroll, the scroll come to Earth and they infiltrate the planet and they take on the features of other people. Yeah, and they infiltrate S.H.I.E.L.D., Yeah, the most easily infiltrated government group ever. Yeah, right? It was so easy that uh, Black Widow could just expose them with a few keyboard strokes. Mm-hmm. And Hydra had tons of high-ranking officers in S.H.I.E.L.D. Who could have easily been Skrull. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all up in the air right now. It this could might be, like, be one of the first times where people have absolutely no idea what's going to happen in this yeah. movie. It could be like, turns out, Nick Fury's a Skrull. Or maybe maybe Carol Danvers is a In the scroll. comic books, I believe what it's Captain America mm-hmm. is a Skrull. I believe so. So, and then if we... What is it? Um... I'm blanking on his name. Steve Rogers. What's his real name? Steve Rogers. No, no, no. Chris, Chris Evans. <laughs> Thanks. Yes, I I just said his name. Yeah. Chris Evans is on his last movie in his contract, I believe. Yeah. So I could totally see them pulling a, here's Infinity War. Look who it is. It's a scroll. Goodbye, Chris Evans. We're killing you now. And now we lead into Secret Wars. Yeah, And yeah. that'll be the next, the start, the very first Avengers with yeah. the new Avengers. So the lead... Scroll, it seems, um, based on the uh, trailer, is Ben Mendelsohn, who's famous for playing the douchebag in Rogue One in the White Commander uh, outfit. Remember yeah, him? yeah, yeah, I do. I liked him. He was the one who basically came up with the Death Star, or who he, you know, promoted the Death ran Star. Ran the Death Star. Who ran it. That guy. He will play the lead uh, Scroll. Remember that scene where they're coming out of the ocean? Yeah. Walking on the beach kind of thing? That guy. Hmm. Do you think, by the way, do you think those scroll outfits look good? I do, yeah. I feel like those shots that we got in, what was it, Entertainment Weekly? Weekly. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's the final cut. Not yet. So. Yeah, I think they're going to do some uh, CGI or whatever. Yeah, added some extra color, the saturation to those things, and I think they're going to look a lot better. They look good. All right, so are we, are we done with Captain Marvel? Anything else? Unless you want to go into Nick Fury. Oh, uh, yeah, we should mention that. Sam Jackson, Nick Fury, he's got two eyes in this movie. He does. It's a prequel. I'm sure someone out there is going, like, wait. How is, like, Ronan alive? Didn't he die in Guardians? Yeah. And he died after that Nick dance Fury off? Have, <laughs> how does Nick Fury have two eyes in this movie? Well, and it's he a looks prequel. so young. Yes, it is a prequel. In The Winter Soldier, Nick Fury has a line where he says, Last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. And everyone is pretty sure we're going to see him lose an eye. Yeah. And that the person he trusted is a scroll who infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Because at the time of Captain Marvel, he's just a little desk jockey. Yeah. And he's later promoted in S.H.I.E.L.D., but who knows what happens to this one. So my, my prediction is that the movie will have several bits where they act like they're going to take out Sam Jackson's eye and don't. Yeah, and he just got a Left with a little boo-boo of his eye. Yeah, and you're like, oh, he's going to lose an eye. Oh, no, it didn't happen. Oh, he's going to lose an eye. No, it didn't happen. Oh, he's going to lose an eye. No, it didn't happen. And it's like, well, I guess he's not losing. He's like, ah, he lost an eye. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I've said that with my theory is I think Carol Danvers has something to do with him losing his eye. Uh-huh. I think that he's going to talk about the last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. The only person you could have trusted in Captain Marvel, the movie, was Captain Marvel herself. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of Infinity War, when he calls on her with his little pager... Yeah. Who has one of those in 2018? Exactly. Nick Fury. But he calls on her, and that's kind of his last-ditch effort, because he's realizing that he needs 
something big to come and save us. To save the day. Mm-hmm. Also, so just one last thing too. If you notice, like when she's scrunching up her fists, and you see all these little, this, this lights and energy mm-hmm. kind of um, encircling her hand, it looks like the same energy from the quantum realm. Oh yeah, right, man. I've heard. I don't want to del- dive too deep into this, but I've heard that uh, Ant Man might appear in this movie. Oh really? I've heard a little rumors that he might appear, and this is how they bring him back. And that he's oh. going to time travel back to their time, mm-hmm. and then time's going to pass, and he's going to come back in Avengers Four. He's going to knock on a door, and his daughter's going to answer. But instead of being this sweet little child, she's going to be a teenager, almost adult. Yeah, so she will be sixteen. Yes. So, which means that between Avengers three and four, there's a ten year time jump. Yep. So, yeah, Tony Stark and uh, Pepper Potts will be married. They'll probably have a kid. So that'll be yeah. And Peter Parker will have been ten years dead. Rip. I don't feel so good. I don't. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. What's happening. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Sir, please. Rip. <laughs> so I think. We're looking forward to Captain Marvel, right? Definitely. Definitely. Two two thumbs up. So another thing that came out recently that kind of surprised me was the appearance of Joaquin Phoenix's The Joker. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? I love it. I like the look of Joaquin Phoenix in his... In the makeup, mm-hmm. I think it looks great. You know, this isn't a reaction that I've had with Joker makeup in a while. Because when I looked at Heath Ledger when he first had his photos come out, I was like, what the hell is going on with this? It just looks so dirty and not well put it was together. Gritty. Yeah, it was very gritty. It looked like he applied it himself. He did. And little did I know that was the point. Yeah. Uh, then you look at Jared Leto and his came out. And I was like... No, it's, it's really not that bad, guys. Like, this can't be the final version. This is concept, guys. Yeah, Come on. it's not going to happen. It was the final version. It was. I'm an idea. State of mind. Wow, was that bad. And it was horrible. And he, I don't feel like he's had enough, really, to, yeah. you know, give me a definitive answer if I like his Joker yet. Yeah. But I don't think he's ever going to get the shot either. No. For being honest here. I think Jared Leto was super into this role. I think he had a lot of material for um, Suicide Squad, with a lot of material that he thought um, could potentially be a, a standalone film. And it just hasn't happened. Yeah, thanks, DC. Thanks a lot. But your thoughts on Joaquin Phoenix? When I saw Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, at first I was excited because I thought, oh, if you just look at Joaquin Phoenix's face, he kind of has a Joker look to him. Mm-hmm. And he's lost a lot of he's lost a lot of weight. He's got those lines in his face, yeah. smile lines that look kind of creepy. But then when he put the suit on and the jacket on, I was like, ah, I got a heck. I, I had mixed feelings. But the more I look at it, the more I'm warming up. He kind of looks like a mix between John Wayne Gacy and the Cesar Romero Joker from the mm-hmm. 1960s Adam West Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of cool. And you, you you made an important point I'll let you make right now about the makeup that I didn't think about earlier. Yeah, I had pointed out to Jose earlier when we were on our way to his house that the makeup, the one thing that is really a big difference is that Joaquin Phoenix has a red nose. Yeah. And I don't think there's ever been a Joker to have a red nose. It's always white. Yeah. So it definitely gives it that more clown look. Makes sense to me because it's a Joker origin movie. Yeah. And so he's testing out clown makeup and what he likes, and he throws on the red nose because it's a clown. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he grows up and he realizes that maybe it makes him too cartoonish. Yeah, I think it makes him look more frightening, the makeup. 
in a sense. Like, more whimsical, but evil whimsical. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially since it's like John Wayne Gacy's makeup. And of course, if you don't know who that is, John Wayne Gacy was a serial killer, right? Murdered serial. He murdered Tony the Tiger. That son of a <laughs> Tony the Tiger or John Wayne Gacy was a son of a and Both of them. So then they had the teaser trailer and it showed kind of Joaquin Phoenix standing there. They had some kind of creepy kind of hipstery music playing and flashing images of the Joker over his face. And then you see him smiling. But you don't really hear the laugh, though, too much. Mm-hmm. That's keeping us in suspense. The suspense. <laughs> but then we also saw another, I think TMZ leaked video of him wearing a clown mask. And then he took the clown mask off and he had, he had clown makeup on underneath the mask. And it was coming off of a subway and there's a bunch of people screaming and fleeing. Mm-hmm. And he had a little Joker gang with him as well. Yeah, I think it sounds like he's trying to break into comedy. Maybe he gets hired as a clown at Amusement Mile, which is a location in the film. Um, Mark Marin, who does the WTF podcast, he's kind of like the owner or the manager of a comedy store where the Joker... Oh, by the way, the Joker's name in the movie apparently is Arthur Fleck. And people pointed out that, well, if you initialize Arthur to A, A Fleck, A Fleck, right? Mm -hmm. So he's trying to break into comedy and he's not doing so hot. And maybe he turns to clowning, and then from there, murder and crime? I don't know. Whatever pays most, man. That's right. To the highest bidder. In terms of just looking at the Joker, how does he rank between all the Jokers? Which Jokers are we talking about? Are we doing... Let's do... Um, live action animated. Movies? Let's do animated series. Batman oh, no. Joker. Let's do... Um, from. Adam West Joker, Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, Jared Leto, all those Jokers. I have to, I feel like I right now at this moment it could change tomorrow. I put him in like number three, like high up there. Who's your number one? Number one, Heath Ledger. Okay, I love that guy. He did a great job with the Joker. What was so good about Heath Ledger? Well, for what I kind of riped on him earlier from the younger me being like, I don't like the way it looks. It looks like he put it on himself. That's what I love now is that it's very dark. It's down to earth. Christopher Nolan did a great job with the. Making the Batman universe very humanized. Realistic. You know, um, Bane wasn't this massive, you know, seven foot six buff dude. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. Catwoman was, what's her name? Anne Hathaway, right? Anne Hathaway, yeah. She was a very normal Catwoman. Batman was just an. A billionaire who had all this money. Uh, the Joker just seemed like a psychotic guy. You're crazy. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. So that's what I liked about that one. Uh, I feel like he has just a lot. Everything going on in the movie behind him adds tons of bonus points to Heath Ledger. Okay, so give me, give me your rundown. So Heath Ledger's number one. Uh, Heath Ledger. And I'm going to go Mark Hamill. Mm. His version. Yeah. Uh, the laugh. I love it. But the... I have such fond memories of watching that series when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Third, I'm going to go with Joaquin Phoenix. Then I'm going to go with Cesar Romero. And then I'm going to go Jared Leto. <laughs> Your list is so close to mine. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go number one, Mark Hamill. Gotcha. Because I grew up, like you were saying, watching the Batman animated series and then playing the video games and Mark Hamill, of course, doing the voice of the Joker. Just when I think of the Joker, I think of um, that face from the animated series. Yeah. And I hear 
Mark Hamill's voice. Happy New Year to all, including to my many enemies. And I hear Mark Hamill's laugh like he is the Joker to me. And then number two, I'm going to go with Heath Ledger. He brought the crazy, like you said. But I think, um, was it Patton Oswalt or someone had come up with a theory that uh, Heath Ledger's Joker was actually X. Like CIA or military intelligence yeah, in the service somehow, because he had all these strategies or tactics, kind of like um, he was really good counter- with weapons, weapons, counterintelligence, and the whole "I'm crazy lunatic" role was just like a front. Yeah, and there was the when he's in the hospital talking to Two Face, and he's like, "What is it?" You know, yeah, a bunch of people get blown up overseas, and it's just a part of the plan, so no one overreacts. Yeah, it's all part of the plan. Yeah, right. So that I think you're right. I, I, well, Patton Oswalt's right. You're not right. You just mentioned it. You uh, one thing I want to mention is in um, the, have you ever seen those clickbait articles on Facebook? And it's like, here's a picture of a um, Iraq veteran mm-hmm. who was in a um, IED car explosion. Yeah, and he, here he is at the service of one of his fallen brothers, mm-hmm. and then people come underneath like. No, it's not it's the Joker. I've seen that Batman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love those. Because he had the he had the carved lips. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I, I would say number one, Mark Hamill. Two, Heath Ledger. Three, I gotta go. With Jack Nicholson. I grew up with. Did I even um, say Jack Nicholson in mine? You did. Did I? No, I didn't. I didn't say his name. Oh, you didn't. I thought you did. No, I put Walking Phoenix three, four will be Jack Nicholson. Five, Caesar Romero. Six, Jared Leto. Oh, okay. There we go. So my third one is Jack Nicholson. Because I, I grew up watching the Tim Burton Batmans. Those, to me, are iconic. I think of Batman, and I think of Michael Keaton going, I'm Batman. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> get nuts. Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. <laughs> and then, like, you know, Joker shoots him. He's, but he's, ah, Michael Keaton, Bruce Wayne. He put a little uh, metal plate under his shirt. You didn't notice it. Not so clever. <laughs> and then, of course, similar similar um, ending as uh, Heath Ledger's, right? Being held upside down on a mm-hmm. rope kind of a thing. And then I'm going to go after that. Then I'll go with Joaquin Phoenix because I don't know that much, just visually. Cesar Romero, too campy, too campy. And That's then so Jared Leto. Man, that was Awful. I think you and I, once we retire in our old age, should get ha ha tattooed above our eyebrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always wanted a face. Well, who touch. cares what the wife's saying? Let's just <laughs> go out and get ha ha. Or get a smile smile tattooed on my hand so I can cover so my put face. It over it, yeah. Yeah. So it looks like I'm smiling when I'm not. I'm actually frowning. Yeah. And then physically a, and internally. A rib cage tattoo that just says ha ha. Yeah. Just nonstop ha ha's. Because I always take my shirt off so mm-hmm. everyone can see. And then Instead of having this natural unibrow, I'm going to shave my eyebrows and just it's just going to say damaged. Uh, damaged. That's so that's so emo. It's going to be cute. So cute. So um, anyway, yeah, I think Christina pointed out earlier, just to throw my wife in here, that Joaquin Phoenix seems to get lost in characters. Do you think? Sound familiar? That sounds familiar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't that happen to uh, the, Heath Ledger uh, with Brokeback Mountain? He got really into that he character. He got super into that character. Mm-hmm. You have no idea how bad it gets. I wish I knew how to quit you. He was dating all kinds of men. Right after that, yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I love men. Men are two and a half. If I men. wasn't so into women, I think I'd be into men. Yeah. I, I think if I wasn't so into women, I would just be single. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, no, so Heath Ledger got so into the Joker role. And yeah. apparently Jack Nicholson had warned him, you know, be careful, kid, that's the dark role. And he got into it. Like, jo- like uh, Heath Ledger had uh, filmed some scenes, like with a handheld camera, and yeah. gave them to uh, Christopher Nolan that they end up using in the film. And uh, I guess he had locked himself, like, in a, ho- in a hotel room and oh, yeah. wrote, yeah. like, a journal or, like, really... Really crazily character character actor getting really into the character, and which is what Joaquin Phoenix is known for. Yeah, so to see what he can do with this role is going to be amazing. Well, I do think that, I don't think they can f- this up. This is going to be one of those movies where it's going to be awesome, and Joaquin Phoenix is going to be awesome, or Joaquin Phoenix is going to be awesome, and the movie's going to f- suck, and he's the only positive in this movie. I can see it happening. Either way, I'm going to watch it. Yes. But do you remember when Joaquin Phoenix was doing some documentary, or mockumentary, I should say, called I'm Still Here? No, I don't. So he was all into this mockumentary, and he started. He grew a beard, and he started acting all erratically. He went on the David Letterman show, like legit went on David Letterman acting like he was and high on drugs. And David Letterman's like, And uh, Joaquin, I'm sorry you couldn't be here tonight. Because <laughs> the interview was going so badly and everyone's like, Joaquin Phoenix is like gone off the deep end. Like, what's wrong with him? Is he on drugs? Like, they started making comparisons to his brother, River Phoenix. Like, hey. Oh, yeah. People were all freaked out and worried about Joaquin Phoenix because he seemed crazy. But, lo and behold, he was actually filming a fake documentary about this crazy person named Joaquin Phoenix who had just lost his mind, basically. So the whole thing was an act. Mm. This whole thing was an act that the rest of us were not clued into because he was using it for a movie. That's how like deep into that role that he got. Like He lived it out. I think there's actually a scene where he poops on someone while they're sleeping. Really? Legit, I believe. I need this mockumentary in my life now. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> I started to watch it and I turned it off. It was that bad. One day Starling. And done. <laughs> I I know how to quit him. <laughs> By turning it off. Alright, so I think talking about the Joker movie though, I think um Yeah. It seems like a good idea. It seems like a good movie. But it's pretty much gonna break the DC EU. The DC movie universe. It'll break its back. Broke back. There's gonna be a lot of references to Brokeback Mountain in this. For the podcast. rest of the time. So yeah. brace yourselves. Mm, yeah, really brace yourself. Mm. Mm. So thinking of the end of the DCEU, like what are some things have you heard anything in the news lately, Jesse? Well, one thing that I've heard of is that Ben Affleck could be out. Officially coming to, I mean, we've been hearing this for years. Years. That he doesn't want to be Batman anymore. He's done with the role. I believe he only has one more movie before his contract's up. Yeah. Obviously, if it's a good movie, then he might re sign on. But my understanding that he's done. He doesn't like playing it. He's half assing his performances. They're called in, you know, Batman appearances. And he has said that depending on how good. The Matt Reeves Batman script is mm-hmm. will determine if he stays on or not. So I don't know. I think he wants to be Batman, but I think the studio won't let him. Yeah. So he's written scripts. He's worked with various people, and every time it's like roadblocks come up. Mm-hmm. So I think he might just be um, overworking with the studio. 
Yeah, I think he's done working with him. Like, he's got a ton of great ideas. If you look at the movies that he's made, like The Town and, like, The Accountant, all these movies that he does are great. But the studio just isn't playing ball. So I think he's he's done. But he's also had a bunch of personal issues. So he's back to rehab for his alcoholism for the third time. I wish I knew how to quit you. Jennifer Garner Yikes. Stage, in, uh, stage in intervention in late August and, yeah, took him to, to rehab. He's been there for 30 days, I think, and he's got a few more weeks to go. Voluntary rehab. But, yeah, I think he's pretty much out. But then also, sounds like Henry Cavill's probably out. Yeah, and that one was the big shocker to me because I figured Gal Gadot, Henry Cavill, whoever plays Cyborg. You should probably move. And The Flash were going to stay on and do their movie and mm-hmm. it's not working out. No. And you know why? It's because DC... Messed up this whole damn thing. Yeah. And they didn't have to. They went ahead and they made two or three movies, and they're like, here's Justice League. What? Yeah, yeah. Marvel, on the other hand, built it up for years, for mm-hmm. four years before they decided to give us an Avengers movie. And look where it's got them. DC was trying to play catch up. It didn't work out for them. It pissed me off. Because <laughs> instead of Henry Cavill getting a Man of Steel, because you and I have different opinions on Man of Steel. I think it's yeah. a great movie. I think it's a terrible movie. So we can agree to disagree that you're wrong in this situation. <laughs> but he never got a Man of Steel sequel. Hmm. And if you talk to certain people, they say, well, Batman vs. Superman is the sequel. Well, that's bullshit because Man of Steel 2 should not be that movie because that movie should have happened way later down the line. Right. Way later. After we've built some personal relationships with Batman and Superman as much as you can and then give us Batman versus Superman. The way they did this... Damn it. Well, Henry Cavill Mm -hmm. wanted a Man of Steel 2 where it was just him. Yeah, rightfully and, so. Um, it, it didn't happen because the studio wanted to rush toward Justice League. So they threw together the Batman v Superman movie. So he kind of got shortchanged um, in his in his movies. Martha! Right? Martha! Say Martha! Why did you say that name? Martha, why did you say that name? Why did you say that name? It's his mother's name. Why'd you say that name? It's his mother's name. What? <laughs> it sounds like DC is going in the direction of Supergirl. They want to do Supergirl movies. And uh, so... Leave it to the CW. Just let them do Supergirl on the CW. Don't bring it to the big screen. Not yet. You know why, DC? Because you got to work towards it. you got to work for it, DC. So they want to do Supergirl. And they're thinking about forcing out Henry Cavill, which it sounds like they've already done. But they're considering other people to play the role of Superman. Like Michael B. Jordan, a.k.a. Creed, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Killmonger. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you think about that? I don't think it's a good idea because I think he's doing, he did such a great job with Eric Killmonger. And I just think that they should leave it at that when it comes to superhero movies. You mentioned earlier, well, it's a different universe. It's a different universe, but I don't think some people have to cross over. I mean, he did Fantastic Four. Don't remind me. I'm yeah, no one wants to be reminded of that. And I don't know. So so far, he's one. He's one for two with superhero movies. Let's not make it one for three. I think you're right. Um, I, I, you know, there's this Michael B. Jordan. This is not a racist comment. Uh oh. <laughs> he's got his whole shtick. His whole vibe is like I'm like cool. I'm kind of a rebel, right? Superman Clark Kent is like the Boy Scout. He's like the farm boy next door, right? He's kind of like a fish out of water in New York City. Mm-hmm. And so he's very he's very straight laced, and I don't know that Michael B. Jordan. I mean, he, I'm assuming he could play that. 
I'm not saying he can't. Maybe I'm typecasting Michael B. Jordan. I don't know. But I just, I just feel like that's not the roles that he's played in the past. There's not many actors that you can name now that I'd be okay with playing Superman. Because most of the time when someone plays Superman, I feel like they've never really been, been act- big actors. Um, hello. We should bring back Dean Cain from The Adventures of Lois and Clark. Is that, is that Dean Cain? Yeah, he played the... He played some murderer in a Lifetime movie. Or Brandon Routh from Superman Returns. No. Which we both agree was an amazing movie. Yeah, yeah, sure it was. <laughs> but he had the Christopher Reeves little no. curl. No. <laughs> so what's wrong with DC? What's going on here? They, they sound jacked up. What, what, what else? What other things do they have going on here that this is all just ruining? They're just idiots. They're trying to rush through. Like I've said, they're trying to rush through, make these big blockbuster movies, trying to catch up, and it's just not working out for them. They ch- right. If they're going to do Justice League, they need to give us Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, standalone. Flash, standalone movies. Then you give us Justice League. You know, you can make the argument, well, Avengers has Hawkeye and Hulk, who didn't have their own standalone movies. Incorrect, because Hulk had his own standalone movie. And Hawkeye is wants a, terrible. Wants a f- Hawkeye movie, sorry, but no one wants a Hawkeye movie. Well, actually, Disney is, um, as we mentioned earlier, um, preparing to have their preparing to have their own streaming service, mm-hmm. and they will have a Scarlet Witch miniseries and Hawkeye miniseries. Well, let them have and a, a Loki miniseries. I'll take a miniseries. Yeah, I'll take like them. Five or six episodes. But do I want a movie? Do I want to pay with the outrageous movie prices nowadays? 13 bucks to go see Jeremy Renner, and his only power is that he happens to have cool arrows. The city's flying. We're fighting an army of robots, and I have a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. Did you not like him in the Jason Bourne films? Uh, well, he's not Hawkeye in the Jason Bourne films, so... <laughs> I actually did not care for those ones. <laughs> I was like, you're not Jason Bourne, that's Matt Damon. Oh my god, it's Jason Bourne. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. So I, I look at DC and I'm like, don't you guys have like an Aquaman movie coming out? Don't you have Shazam? Don't you have Wonder Woman 1984? Yeah. Okay, this They're is my biggest concern. The universe. My biggest concern here is if Henry Cavill's out, if Ben Affleck's out, we are now in an age where people are very much more into this person needs to stay as this actor. Mm-hmm. You know? Back, like you were talking about earlier with the Batman movies, I'm blanking on their names right now. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. George Clooney. All these guys played Batman, and it was no big deal. In the 90s, it was, it was like... because I hated George Clooney. <laughs> you hated bat nipples. You didn't hate George Clooney. Let's put, let's put it out there on the record. Um, but anyway, back then, it just wasn't as big of a deal as it is now. People could replace actors, and it was no biggie. You know, Marvel tried it at first when they replaced War Machine, and they're like, it's just another black guy playing another black guy. No one's going to notice. No one will notice Terrence Howard is suddenly Don Cheadle. Yeah, and guess what? Everyone noticed, but you chose the right guy. It worked out. Anyway, <laughs> in my opinion, nowadays people just can't change them out as quickly. And if they are, they have to do soft reboots. They have to, or they have to do a heavy reboot. And this is my... Biggest concern, absolute, DEFCON 5, DEFCON 1, whatever it is that's the most important. I think it's fine. Gal Gadot would have to be recasted. Wonder Woman. Yes, and I don't want that. No, no one wants that. Wants Not that. a single person in this world wants that. No. Gal Gadot is perfect. In that role. As Wonder Woman, yes. Yes. I meant to say that. But um, I just don't want Gal Gadot to not be Wonder Woman. She is Wonder Woman. No. She is Wonder Woman. That is cast. Yes. So I think the direction of... well, for, Okay, so to back up just a little bit, that Batman solo film does sound like it's moving forward too. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Matt Reeves is doing a kind of, you were mentioning Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde style. Style-esque movie. Something like gothic slash detective. Um, But I've also heard that it's going to be a younger Batman. So if Ben Affleck is in that, would he be like an older Batman reflecting back on his younger time as Batman? It's hard to say. Or they could do something where they have a really old actor be Batman. You know, they have Stan Lee be Batman. And he's reminiscing (laughs) on when he was Ben Affleck. True. Who knows? They could do that. With what DC's doing in their universe, it could be whatever the hell. Well, they could use that same technology they're using on, you know, Sam Jackson and Coulson to make them look they younger. They could, but here's my opinion. If Marvel is doing it very well and they have the access to that technology and they have CG characters that look really good yeah. and you look at DC and you look at their CGI characters yeah, and their one attempt to remove a mustache, yeah. I don't want to see de-aging. I think they should just left him with the beard. Mm-hmm. Superman just could come out and be like, that's right, bitches. I've got a beard. Maybe load my arms. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, you know, flown away from capital as it burned. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so they've got all these projects. Aquaman. Shazam. Shazam actually looks good. Mm. And they've got, they, were, they were hoping to have a cameo, um, you know, a Superman cameo. That didn't work out, but... So they have all these properties that are now loose ends that they're just going to abandon. Is anyone surprised? I'm not. I'm not. But uh, so I guess the future of DC is in standalone films, I guess. Because they've got like a million Harley Quinn movies. They've got like a million Joker films with other actors in the works. They've got the Birds of Prey. Does Kevin Feige have a little brother? Kevin! Or something that could take over DC? I don't know. We should clone Kevin Feige. Kevin! And this... I guess. See, I grew up Let's reading... Take a piece of his femur and clone <laughs> Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige. Kevin! <laughs> Kevin! Yeah, so final thoughts on this topic. DC is a bunch of idiots. Marvel is doing a great. Yeah. Uh, hashtag keep Godot. Keep Godot. <laughs> hashtag keep Godot. We're good with Godot. <laughs> um, I will say that uh, even though the DC movies are just awful right now, mm-hmm. the whole universe is messed up, the DC comics are rocking it. There's this new uh, Batman comic out where they dropped a pic of uh, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> and it's caused all kinds of controversy. Batman is packing. He's on packing. His... Would you, would you like, not assume that? Like, <laughs> he's, making, he's making up for it in other areas like, as being Batman. I guess but so. apparently he doesn't have the three-inch hammer. It's not looking like a button in a fur coat. It's not looking like it's a just out there. Twig and berries. He's mm-hmm. it's there. Yeah. So you were saying that in the future editions of that comic, they're going to totally black. Yeah, out. it's all like shadowed out. Shadowed out. So, I feel lucky to be one of the few to have seen the Wayne Wiener. <laughs> the Wayne Wang. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Wayne Wang. <laughs> Let's get that viral, people. Let's make that Wang viral. That's not sound good, but. <laughs> I have no words. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. All right, Jesse, so as we wind down here, what are you listening to? What are you reading? What are you watching? So I am addicted to YouTube. Days off, driving to work. Yes, driving to work. You heard it. I am watching YouTube videos. So am I. Or or podcasts. Yeah, or podcasts. Because I have this hour commute. I don't have anything better to do. 
Um, well, you should focus on the road. Shut up, jackass. I'm watching YouTube videos at 3 in the morning driving home. Yeah. Okay? This guy that I've been watching a lot of, his name is L.A. Beast. L.A. Beast. L.A. Beast. He is a competitive food eater, okay? And I force my wife to watch these with me. And he does... You think competitive food eater. You think Joey Chestnut eating 70 hot dogs on 4th of July. Of course I do. No, this is real competitive eating. This guy took a gallon of Tabasco hot sauce and drank it. Like you do, yeah. Yeah, and he vomits horribly. It is hilarious. <laughs> it is awesome. He, you think... Oh, if I eat one banana and drink a two-liter of Sprite, I'm going to throw up. True. So what does he do? Eight bananas and a two-liter of Sprite. It is disgusting. Is it projectile? And yes, it is greatness. Regan from The Exorcist he style vomiting. did a Harold and Kumar challenge where he went to White Castle, and he ordered, like, 32 sliders, four large fries, four large cherry Cokes, and he tries to eat it like they did in the movie. Did yeah. not work out. Another guy I'm watching, his name is uh, Eric the Electric. He drives around Texas and does a bunch of food challenges. And it's awesome. It's like Man vs. Food, but on YouTube, so it's a mm-hmm. little more unhinged, I guess you could say. Unhinged. But right now, competitive food eating is my my. Sh- That's my sport right there. Yeah, I will show you a video after this of him drinking the gallon of Tabasco. Mm-hmm. You're going to love it. I don't watch sports ball, so that's good. <laughs> so, I w- since you're here, let me ask you this. I decided to boycott in and outs because y'all be giving money to Republicans. Mm-hmm. What's that about? Yeah. So in and out donates money to political parties that right. they see best helping California. Mm-hmm. So then you hear, well, they're donating to Republicans. The same amount of money that they donated to Republicans, they donate to the Democratic Party. Anything that is pro-teacher, so, nice job, jackass. You're processing a company that's helping you out. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't literally boycott just saying that. <laughs> it's all good. They, uh, it was funny because the day after that came out, they actually put a large you know, note in the back of memo from the company, uh, or from our legal team, that says, hey, you're going to have a lot of people coming in saying that, why do we support Republicans? Why do we support this? And it's pretty much clickbait. Mm-hmm. They are donating the same amount of money to other parties, and it's not only Democratic and Republican parties. They are donating to third parties as well. They're very bipartisan. In and Out does not want to just donate to one party. So it's kind of like a political menage a trois. Yeah, for some reason, people saw, oh my God, they donated money to you know Republicans. It's like, well, In and Out doesn't tell you when we donate food trucks to go help Hurricane Harvey survivors to give them food and donate money to rebuild houses and. True. All that good stuff. But, you know, that's just a sip of tea. It's whatever. Do yeah. what you got to do. True. All right. Thank you for addressing that. Mm-hmm. I was. I can feel better now going to In-N-Out and Chick-fil-A. All right. No, not Chick-fil-A. Just In-N-Out. <laughs> just In-N-Out. <laughs> so, for me this week, I, we've been watching Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm sure this has been on Netflix, but we just started watching it. Frasier. I love Frasier. I've been watching... Frasier for years, but now it's back on. We decided to start rewatching the series again. It's just so well written. Mm-hmm. The jokes are hilarious. So many puns. Um, the banter between Niles and Frasier. Excuse me, uh, I'm looking for a guy. Yeah, I kind of got that from the shorts. <laughs> Frasier, Terry's not here. I just saw him. What? That face expecting me to go. Come again? I'm begging you, please take me home. <laughs> <laughs> they're still like these FX liberal elites, you know, mm. in, in Seattle. And uh, brilliant. And I prefer Fraser to Cheers. Wow. Way above and beyond. Hot take. 
Yeah. Ted Danson's character in Cheers is basically just, you know, a hashtag me too. Um, <laughs> Yikes. You know, sexual you predator. soundboard. I do. So I can just hit stuff and just make Yikes. But uh, no, and, and, and which is funny because watching Fraser, I'm like, oh, Kelsey Grammer is like a huge Republican and he's probably just playing like what he thinks is like the stereotypical, you know, cafe latte drinking mm-hmm. liberal. But uh, it's really good. I'm... The, the plot lines are hilarious. Like, the will-they-won't-they they tension between Niles and Daphne is, you know... Still as good as ever? Still as good as ever. I recommend it. Get out there and watch Frasier on Netflix, people. You know, fun fact about you talking about these Netflix shows that you watch? Yeah. So, I started watching, um, what is it? Comedians Getting Coffee or whatever it is? Yeah, Comedians in Cars. Getting I coffee. try to get well, to watch that. Wife doesn't think it's funny, so I have to watch it on my own time. Uh, what's another thing that I watched? Oh, you posted about those guys that renovate houses or whatever. Oh, yeah. Queer Eye. Queer Eye. Yes. I tried to watch that. She didn't want to watch it. So now I have to watch that on my own time. Oh, my goodness. It's so good. Oh. But you know what you should watch, though? Daredevil. I will. I'm I have to watch I have there. to get into all those anime. Not the anime. Sorry. Of all those TV series yeah. that Marvel puts out. Daredevil is awesome. Iron Fist. I heard that one's not good. It's not good. It's pretty terrible. Yeah. A lot of generic kind of fights. A lot of, like, dodging and blocking. It's boring. And he never fights a dragon. That's which bitch. is terrible. But anyway. Yeah, check it out. Frasier and Daredevil and Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Oh, and Comedians in Cars getting coffee. Netflix has got great shows. Also, I recommend Grace and Frankie. That's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining us on our humble little podcast. You could do us a huge favor by subscribing to our show wherever you listen to podcasts, such as Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, or iTunes. And be sure to rate our show and leave a review. Your rating will help others find this show. And be sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram at Conversation on Tap. Thank you for listening, and thank you for joining us, Jesse. Thank you, thank you. Good idea for the show. And we'll see you all next week. Cheers. Woo! Hashtag Wayne Wayne. That was freaking brilliant.